Welcome to the Entre Pastors Podcast. This show helps pastors think, act, and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Les Hughes and John Sanders. Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Entre Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders. One of the co-hosts and co-founders of this platform here with my other side, Les Hughes. What's up, Les? What is up, John? Good to see you today. John, you know what I appreciate about you, man? You Tell always me. bring some energy to this intro to the podcast. I appreciate that. You well, don't put man. nobody to sleep. If we're excited about it, we should have some energy. I'm excited every week to record this thing and That's to serve right. our audience. We've got a great audience Pastors, people with a heart for the kingdom out there serving God in ministry roles, but also with a passion for the entrepreneurial world and to be serving through the marketplace. So if that's you, you are our people, you're our tribe, and uh, we welcome you to the show. Thanks for saying that nice thing, Les. It makes me feel good. What else do you like about me? Maybe maybe each week we'll start off with, what do we like about each other? That'd be a great way to affirm one another before we <laughs> it would. record. It would. Since we put each other down enough of the time. so Well, you know, it's, it's all in love. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of someone who is in the marketplace serving people in a ministry context, but also in an entrepreneurial sort of way, I just described the guests that uh, you and I are going to have on the show this week. Chris Granger connected with us a few months back. I don't remember how he found us or how we got connected, but man, he's got a really cool podcast going where he is serving men. He calls his podcast The Lion Within Us. And uh, although he's not in a formal pastoring role, I would contend less. He's one of those marketplace pastors. I mean, he's shepherding people and watching over the souls, the spiritual well-being of people, and he's doing it from an entrepreneurial point of view. So again, that makes him one of us. That puts him right in our tribe, does it not? Yeah, he's just a good dude. <laughs> you know it. He uh, right away we we hit it off with Chris. I mean, what what's not to love about the lion within us? I, I mean, that it. is a that is somebody that gets what it means to be a dude. Yeah, and he's got a great heart for the kingdom. You know that, and also what I appreciate about him, John, is. He's actually introduced us to some really cool people that had a similar message as, uh, as we do. And, um, they're becoming, you know, a part of this movement. Yeah. And well, I that, appreciate that. Yeah, I totally agree. That's how this whole thing works, man. It's, uh, it's through the power of relationships. And, uh, by the way, if you want to, if you want to be served, then serve others like Chris would be, we won't go into all the, the details of it, but like. He's a guy who's on our radar because he's always looking to serve. He's always looking to connect people with us, or if he thinks of someone that we can serve with our message, he's he's one of those connector-type people, so it makes you want to do something in return. So uh, hopefully putting him on this platform will be part of that, you know, part of uh, exposing our audience to the work that he's doing. So uh, we had a really good conversation with him, Les, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with our people now. Anything else you want to add before we cut to the interview? No, let's get to it. It's a good one. All right, gang, sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, a Diet Coke, a non-alcoholic beverage if you're in our Baptist community, and uh, <laughs> enjoy the show. Check out this interview we did with our friend Chris Granger. Well, Chris Granger, welcome to the Entree Pastors podcast, my friend. We're delighted to have you on the show. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. So so thank you so much for this opportunity. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, what part of the world are you in today as we're talking 
I live officially in God's country of North Carolina. So uh, it doesn't get any better as far as I'm concerned for this part of the U.S. But yeah, right in North Carolina, sir. Born and raised? Right on the line, actually. So I actually born and raised in Virginia, but we were about two miles from the North Carolina line. So I've always considered myself a North Carolinian, but uh, made it official in 2012 when we moved down here. So just north of Raleigh is where we're located. Awesome. Well, hey, man, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'd love to unpack your story, the your journey into pastoral world, and then also your entrepreneurial thing that you're working on today. So take it away. And I'll, I'll probably interrupt you along the way and go deeper into certain parts of it. But tell us about yourself. By all means, jump in whenever you like. And, and first of all, I, I'm not a pastor. I am a deacon at our church, but uh, I haven't done the seminary, but I, I just have a, a love of God's word. So I guess just to start with, you know, when I, from growing up, I didn't grow up in the church. And so I started going to church when I was 16 and I went to church when I was 16 because my girlfriend went to church and I wanted to spend some time with her. So as definitely didn't have the right motivations, but uh, it got me there. And that's where but but Jesus got me when I got to that church. He, he you know, I, I fell in love with it. Their youth that's called missionary school. dating, by the way. So that's it, buddy. It worked too. <laughs> it got me big time. And uh, you know, their youth department was great. And and uh, I ended up, you know, just uh, confessing in as Lord when I was sixteen. And um, and then you know just kind of grew from there. But to be honest, you know, John Les, when I went to college, I drifted away, and and I didn't. I wasn't surrounded by you know believers and. I was, I had the the saying, you know, I got this, you know, I was, I, I had that in my mind and I, I stayed that way until I was probably in my early thirties. Well, right when my first, my oldest daughter was born. And that's when, when I just remember being in the delivery room, holding her and it all changed. I was like, wait a minute, I don't got this. <laughs> you know, this is, there's a lot more out there and, you know, just seeing his creation, what he created and uh, decided to start getting a little more serious and got plugged into a church when we moved to North Carolina in 2012 and the, the church called pleasant grove baptist church they, they wrapped their arms around us and um and i needed it and i didn't know how much i needed it because about two years after we moved i went through a divorce mm. and i found myself uh in the living room with a three and a five-year-old little girls looking at me uh and all right daddy you got this right and i said we're, we're gonna figure this out so we uh we I took the daddy hair classes and the, and all that stuff to, to to figure out what I needed to do to raise these girls and the church wrapped their arms around me, uh and 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 really supported me and 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 walked beside me through it and it was just such a blessing and then I was able to meet my my current wife in 20, 2016. and we got married in 20, a year later and uh, it was that right after we got married is when uh, the church called me and said you know what. You know, we, we there's been a vote and we would like for you to consider being a deacon and did not feel very, at all that I deserved that phone call and uh, almost just was shaking. And uh, so I went through the deacon ordination and, and, and been serving there, getting ready to roll off the deacon board actually right now because it's, it's three year terms. And uh, but it's just it, it put in me a fire, guys, where I just wanted to 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 learn and grow and teach and share. So I've, I've, I've taught classes. I'm now teaching Sunday school. I'm teaching a Bible study that I wrote and I have Bible studies, you know, virtual Bible studies through the line within us. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's just been a fire that, that, uh, I've been just very blessed to be a part of. And that kind of led me to the line within us and, and creating that earlier this year. 
Yeah. Well, we'll we'll jump into that. By the way, when you share your story about uh, you know being asked to serve as a deacon, I, I'll never forget when my church years ago came and asked me that. I was pretty young, probably in the, the grand scheme of things. I was, I think I was twenty or twenty one years old, and they asked me to serve as a deacon. And of course, my head kind of swelled up a little bit, thinking, well, "Of course, you know, this is awesome." And then I get in the room and realize all this is is just a, a bunch of people working. The only reason they reached out to me because I was serving in the church. You know, they saw that I was active and serving, and it wasn't because they saw great leadership in me necessarily. They just saw a servant's heart and. So anyway, I learned that being a deacon didn't bring a lot of clout with it. It just was, uh, it brought more responsibility and work. But anyway, so you got a heart for the ministry. Not everyone we interview on the show is uh, is in pastoral ministry. It's people that have a heart for the kingdom, a heart for the church, and uh, yeah. but also are doing stuff out in the marketplace. So obviously, unless your church is different than uh, most, you're, the, the deacon's not a paid role, right? Like that's a oh, volunteer yeah. serving thing, so... So what do you do beyond that, you know, outside of the church world? What do you do to support yourself? And then let's start unpacking the story of this uh, platform that you're building. Yes, sir. So I, from I went to school at Old Dominion and studied engineering. So I have an electrical engineering background. And right out of school, I went to work for a company called Electrical Equipment Company. And we are a, a distributor that serves the industrial market. So I've been, the you know, you know, different roles through over 20 years at that company. Uh, currently, I'm transitioning from engineering type role to actually a marketing role. It's kind of a crazy uh, path that it's taken the last few years because I started a podcast for that company mm. uh, that started right in 2020. Actually, the end of 2019, I pitched it. So I'm sitting there with our, or with our, I think our COO and some vice presidents, and I pitched this idea of you know uh, a, a redneck from North Carolina. Let's start a let's start a podcast talking about electrical. Uh, distribution and how we can serve others. And uh, they looked at me like I had three heads, but then they said, yeah, go ahead and try it. And now we've had 200 plus episodes and wow. it's created uh, a, a pretty uh, awesome following. We've been downloaded in uh, six of the seven continents. And it's just crazy the, the opportunities that it's, 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 it's open for our company, but it, it gave me a chance to learn something new. And then, so that's kind of what I do from, from, from a, from a day job, if you will, is, is, podcast marketing do a lot of writing uh, and just trying to always think about with even with that show it's the, the theme is people and ideas over products so we talk about the people and the and, and versus just you know trying to, to cram solutions down people's throats is, and it's made it a lot more personable and i think that's why it's been received so well wow so before we get off of that i just want to highlight a couple of things that i'm hearing in there and that's uh first of all you know never be afraid to to create your own job description. I challenge pastors with yeah. this all the time. Like don't sit around and wait for someone to give you a job description. You tell them what your job description is and in this case you you went to your employer and just said, "Hey, what if we did this?" and yep. they were willing to pay you to do something that, you know, they didn't have a they didn't have a, a job posting for, right? You created right. that position. And uh so I love that and and I also love the fact that it, the that it just shows that there's a podcast out there for anything. That's one of the things I've always <laughs> said right. about podcasting, man. I don't care what your passion is. There's a podcast for it probably. And if not, you should create one in that space. You know, if, if you have a passion and can't find a podcast about it. So that's cool, man, to, to think that people are downloading podcasts. Are you talking about, you know, customer service in the electrical world, basically? Is that, and that's really a summary of what it's about? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we touch on automation and power, things like that, but it's, it's really, or well, cybersecurity. So it, it covered a bunch of different topics, but it's, we have 
it's two themes. We have idea episodes where we talk about the ideas of industry, and then we have hero episodes, and they're actually just people's stories. How did you get started in industry? What have you, t- you know, lessons you've learned, advice, mentors, uh, things like that. So it's been pretty cool. And, and to your point on the role, I think I've had four or five roles at Eco where they created a role because, you know, I, I, I expressed interest in, hey, I think I can serve the company well here. And, one, and they're like, well, I'm not sure what this actually is. So let's let's write the job description. So I actually write job descriptions. And that's happened like three or four times where, okay, here a role was created because there was a need that I identified. And, and I, I kind of went after it to, to, to see if it, because I thought it would help the company and it's worked out. I love that. And again, there's a lesson there for our primary audience, which is pastors. And that is create your future, man. Like create mm-hmm. the role that you desire. You see something you want to do. Go after it, create it, get outside the box of what, you know, is traditionally acceptable or thought of. And, you know, don't wait around for the world to come and ask you for something. Go create it, make it happen. So I love that, man. I admire that uh, initiative that you're taking. So is that your primary role then is to create a podcast or is that just one of many things you're doing there for the company? Well, right now it's, 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 again, it's transitioning more to marketing. So I'm doing a lot of, we're going through a new website design, e-commerce platform. So I'm doing a lot of writing, uh, kind of more technical type writing, uh, website design type, type information, blogs. Um, but the podcast is definitely a, a, one of those vehicles, but really they're really trying to get me more into the content creation and, and development for, to support our sales and, and our customers and the things that they're wanting to that we can serve them with in the future. So it's, I'm, I just finished writing a story brand uh, for the company. So I went through a process of that. So that's going to, you know, kind of shift a lot of our messaging on how we actually bring things to market. To, to, so it's not about us. It's about making the, our customers the hero and trying to, and trying to, you know, put everything that we write to address it that way. So Chris, does that mean that you're, the content that you're creating is that to establish the company more as an influencer and um, you know build up that credibility or do they do they want that content to actually lead to sources of revenue for the company itself yes <laughs> so right. it, it's really it's unusual so- for a for a company to do that to kind of get away from their their primary uh, product or service right well we're trying to do more like demand generation type stuff so we will create content and material that serves because you never know where people are in their buying cycle. But right. so if you're if you're creating stuff that serves them while they're doing their research and you're established and you are establishing yourself along the way as an influencer, as you mentioned, uh through the podcasts and, and blogs and, and and tools and case studies and all that stuff, when they get ready to to make a transition to actually procure something, you'll be in a much better position to serve them at that point. And you may be closer to the top of mind. So it's really all encompassing, but yeah, it's that it's trying to keep that focus on serving. I, I, I preach this over and over. We just got to focus on who we're serving and how, what problems we're helping them solve. If we just focus yep. on that, the rest of it will take care of itself. Yep. You know, Chris, one of the dots I kind of want to connect here for pastors is that we have kind of three broad um, pathways that we encourage pastors to go down. And one of them is what we call the information-based pathway, which is essentially that. It's using your voice and your information, your intellectual knowledge to create content and serve people out of that and build a profitable business around it. Well, you're showing a, a another way of doing that. There's lots of ways of doing that. And we'll get into the the 
platform that you're building here in a moment mm-hmm. under your own kind of your own name, your own brand. But you're doing this for a company, and I just want to connect some dots for some pastors listening who may say, "Well, I don't, I don't really want to have a podcast. I don't have anything I'm specifically passionate about that I would want to launch a podcast around." Or how do you get paid to do a podcast? Well, this is a creative way of doing that. How many pastors are in a position to be gifted to come alongside of a company? And even if it's not really something that is in their wheelhouse necessarily, but to say, look, I have a voice. I'm a good communicator. Um, I know how to effectively craft a message and share it. What would it look like for me to be a content creator for your organization? And, you know, Mm -hmm. again, I'm not saying it should be everyone's path, but it is a path for some people to consider. So if you know of, you know, local companies or someone in your, in your regional market there, they might, they might be waiting and they don't even know they need you pastor. Like you need to go Mm -hmm. to them and say, Hey, you could use someone like me doing the very thing that I heard this guy named Chris on the entree pastors podcast is doing. I can do that for your company. So I just wanted to connect that dot for those that might be listening. So so that's what you're doing in your day job. Anything else, Les, you want to ask around that? Or Chris, anything else you want to say about that before we move on? I'll just say this, you know, for the pastors listening too, you know, you have what's called SMEs at, at a lot of companies. They're subject matter experts. Many times subject matter experts are not good communicators. So if you can be the bridge from a subject matter expert to the to the end user, right? The customer, whoever you're trying to serve, all. You just created a ton of value for that company. And as a pastor, as you mentioned, John, you're a great communicator, but you're also pretty good listeners. You're able to discern, and that's what you need to do. So it's not like a content creator, for instance. If you could just get into where you sit down and interview subject matter experts and understand how they, you know, what what their product or service or solution, how that impacts others, and then you can actually translate that into maybe a, a case study or a blog or an article. That's going to provide so much value or a small little video. You know, companies eat that alive and, and they re- because it serves so, and, and they struggle with it so much. But I think there's there's skill sets, skill sets in the pastoral world that would be greatly benefit and help bridge that gap there. I love that. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Good stuff. Well, all right. So now, in addition to that, you. So here's what I'm kind of assuming is the the trajectory. You start doing this within your company. You create this podcast. You're 200 episodes in. I know, as a fellow podcaster, that is no small feat. The average podcast they say goes about seven episodes and then dies mm-hmm. because people just quit. You know, contributing content there. So you're 200 episodes in with your the corporate one that you're doing, um, yes, sir. And then I'm assuming that through that you saw, hey. I can do this. Like I now I'm kind of learning the ropes of how to run a podcast and, and now you're launching your own. So tell us about that. Tell us about this new platform that you have rolled out and what the heart behind it is. And I'm going to ask you some questions around that. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So, I mean, and, and the, the end of, um, uh, last year, you know, God's, he just came to me. He's like, all right, now you've learned this skill. You've proven you can do it. Use it for me. So, uh, I met with my wife, told her what, where I was thinking, uh, my partner who helps me at my primary job, do, who does the podcast editing and, and kind of like the executive producer. He's also a believer. We're just, we're strong brothers together. And I was telling him my idea. He's like, I want in because I want to help. So, <laughs> so he and I, we came together and, 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 and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do the content creation and generation and, you know, all the stuff that I do, you know, at, at eco. 
And and if you can just help me with that website and the editing and the you know, the stuff that you know I don't I don't know how to do a lot of it and the stuff I do not do I don't really enjoy. So he's like I'm here for you, you know. And so we decided to to go all in uh, and create a podcast that that serves Christian men. And as a as a dad who has three girls at the house, I've been asked, why did you create a podcast serving Christian men when you're surrounded by women? And I said, well, because God has a sense of humor, as I like mm. to tell you, you know, so it's just it just worked out. But I, I also believe that I, I, I have an opportunity to speak to future son-in-laws. So that could be something there. And uh, so we launched it in January of this year. Um we do the the structure of the the lion within us is ultimately we're 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 trying to help uh, Christian men be the leaders they're predestined to be, and we're trying to to open their eyes and give them uh, confidence to to they to walk in the areas of health, wealth, and self. That's kind of three buckets. So we built Bible studies courses. I got some some uh, small groups going on, doing some 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 uh, public speaking, just trying to to really this for this year build up trust and credibility and, and resources to hopefully launch like a, a community at some point in the future, probably 2023. But the show drops three times a week. We drop on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Monday is a spiritual kickoff where I just go through a little scripture and then kind of talk about, you know, what, what it means to me and, and, and try to how, how we can apply this to our life. Wednesday is our interview or is it either interview or solo episode where I'm going deep into a topic. And then Friday, we wrap it up with a fun Friday that kind of ties it all together. And it, uh, some dad jokes, some tips, things like that to have a little bit of fun, but, uh, it's, it's been a lot of work, been a lot of, but, but we've also seen incredible success with this one. It, it's, it outpaced our other show that was been doing for two years. I think within 60 days, it wow. was just, it was crazy. And then we have guests and content scheduled for this entire calendar year. Oh, that's so awesome. It, so it's just like, you know, we just, I just recorded like episode 100 a couple of weeks ago. We haven't got to that in our release schedule, but I've recorded it and it's just, God is just moving, man. So it's been, it's been phenomenal. Man, I, I love so much about that. You're just jumping in and building this thing. What have been some of the challenges of getting this thing off the ground? Like, what what are some things you're running into that maybe other people need to know about or that you're personally struggling with? What are some well, challenges? For, you know, a lot of it is just the time. Is there just people think, well, if you have a podcast, it's just you're just talking to people. But yeah, that's like the smallest part of the the whole deal is the actual conversation. So there's 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 time because if you want to promote it and, and try to do you, you know, to to get it out in front of the right people, there's there's things to do there. Uh ultimately understanding what resources we need to build to serve the the listeners. So we're, we're, that takes a lot of time and effort. You know, I wrote a Bible study that was a pretty massive project and undertaking. Then I turned that into a video course. Uh, I wrote an ebook around personal finance. And I turned that into an e-course. So, I mean, there's these things where you think they're small and they're, and they're simple. They just take a lot of time. So you have to be dedicated. You, you have to really know your why you have to have a real clear vision. And then, you know, ultimately where we're trying to get to is, is this is what I want to do. I, mean, I want to be able to do this as my full time and provide for my family. So we're, we haven't got to that monetization piece yet. God is still, uh, haven't, hasn't revealed that whole plan, but we know we're doing the right things and we're serving others. And at some point, you know, the, the pieces of the puzzle will start coming together and then we'll, we'll, we'll be off to the races. So that, that is the vision and long-term is to monetize this thing and, and turn it into a full-time source of income for you. Absolutely. Yes, sir. 
and I heard you say courses and a membership community speaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that is the epitome of what we call the information-based pathway. It's taking a message mm -hmm. and packaging it in various ways that fit how you have been shaped and wired by God. So, and a lot of those dovetail together, you know, in the information space. I mean, public speaking, podcasting, writing, coaching, you know, live events. So all of the above, right. um, not that you have to do all of those, but it's a very, that's a very easy way to just kind of, um, take the same message and package it in different, uh, formats and venues to reach different people and, you know, build new streams of revenue. So yes, sir. You just launched this then, uh, last year. Did I hear you say that? Yeah. January this year. So we've been live for, we're recording in July. So seven months. You're just We've getting going then. Mm -hmm. So you're really not too far behind where Les and I are with this particular platform. I mean, we're coming up, we're closing in on uh, 12 months here, probably around the time that this is being released. So, okay. um, so yeah, man. Well, we wish you well with that. Les, you got anything else? Any other questions or anything you want to know? Yeah, I was, well, I was just wondering, you know, a lot of the people that are listening to this, that'll be talk that'll, that'll be focusing on that information based path. Um, the growth is so organic that it's, uh, it's, it's almost natural just to do the thing and, and see what happens. So as you fast forward, do you have in your mind some, uh, mileposts or, you know, things to sort of measure along the way of where you'd like to be in two years, three years, and then how have you, you know, reverse engineered that? I think you, we've been we know you well enough to know that you're you're you think like an engineer, and that's what an engineer <laughs> does. So, have your engineering skills been brought into this world to kind of build that that roadmap? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for, for first of all, just just creating a show like this and and to be able to be consistent with it, a lot of engineering comes in just to develop the process. So, you know, yeah. we've got that down. Uh, we're we're fine tuning that because it takes, as you guys know, it just takes a lot of effort to make it happen. But sure, we we have some monetary milestones that 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 goals, if you will, that we're that that are in place for my wife and I, and we'll at that point we'll know, you know, uh, if we have you know X dollars coming in per month, and, we, and we've seen that consistently for let's say three months, that's a lot easier to make that transition and go full time and lean in it versus just just you know, burning the ships and, and, and hoping that it works. So yeah. we definitely want to take the right step. We, we have a, a, our, our son is due in November. So we have some other dynamics going on too. So I can't do anything too uh, herky jerky. If you will, I want to definitely take yeah. the steps, but I also don't want to put God in a box. So yeah. at some point, if God says, Chris, you know, you need to go ahead and trust me here, son, I'm going to do it. And, but right now he's just telling me build, yeah, build. I like that. Uh, one thing I would encourage our audience in general is uh, we all romanticize the story of that flying leap of faith off the cliff where if God doesn't catch us, we splat at the bottom. And, you know, I, I think it's like the story in scripture where, where Peter gets out of the boat and walks on water. As I've preached that before, I always say, like, if, if God hasn't invited you to step out of the boat, it's a pretty good idea to stay in the boat, you know, in the middle of a storm. Right. But if Jesus says, come to me on the water, then get out of the boat. But sometimes I think we blame God for our own, um, you know, impatience and we rush ahead and, and make decisions, maybe jump into things and then then ask God to clean up the mess. And I just challenge our audience in general, um, you know, don't put that much pressure on your side hustle or your passion mm -hmm. of this project of launching a platform like 
Uh, that, that if you just jump off the cliff and you have to pay groceries out of this and pay your mortgage out of this, like it puts immediate pressure, takes all the joy and fun out of it right away. And uh, right. so I, I like that approach better of letting it build, taking steps of measured faith. And when the time comes, then jump. Sure. I'm, I'm all about the the jump, but make sure God's truly inviting you to take that leap before you do it. So That's good. I'm, yeah, the I'm, devil tried to do that with Jesus and the temptations, didn't he? And Jesus passed. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, no, I don't think I will. Yeah. I'm curious from your guys' standpoint, you know, I, I tell guys sometimes, you know, God will tell us yes, but then we also need to make sure he tells us go, you know, and actually move. So is there, well, I mean, it, kind of, it sounds like that's aligning to what you guys are saying. I mean, for me, I feel like God's telling me, okay, this is what you need to do. Learn these skills, keep growing, keep developing. But I haven't got that go yet to where I need to just say, okay, this this is this is what we're doing full time. So, I'd love some some advice from you guys on that. Well, what comes to my mind is simply just a, another take a step. So often mm-hmm. we we want to have the whole path laid out in front of us, or again, we just jump right to what we think is the end game. And mm-hmm. and in some cases, just take a step because it's until we take that step, we don't see the next one you know, come into full view. And so it's taking deliberate steps of action forward. Something I've often counseled people, um, and and I hope this is good advice because I I often, you know, pray a silent prayer like, Lord, help me, give me wisdom in saying what I'm about to say. But, you know, there's a lot of places we can go for for wisdom um, and and godly counsel. But I, I say when I'm in those moments of decision in my life and I'm asking God and I don't feel like I'm hearing a clear yes or no, sometimes I will say to the Lord, this is what I'm going to do. I'm giving you all the room to speak. Mm-hmm. And you can speak through my wife. You can speak through your word. You can speak through prayer. You can speak through all the ways that you talk to me. I'm listening. But if, if I don't hear from you, God, then I'm going to I'm gonna move in this direction. And you know, so far that has never really failed me when I've made decisions with that formula. And I've encouraged others down that same road. If they're like, man, I don't know if I should do this or do that, run it by God and tell him what, what's on your heart. And if he's not clearly speaking, then just let him know what direction you think you're going to head. And he's faithful. He'll speak if, if that's the wrong path. So I don't know if any of that's helpful, but that's my two cents. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, think of it this way. He wants to reveal his will to you and to me more than we want to know it. Mm-hmm. Just like a loving father, just like you would, or even more so than you would to your kids, you know, even in the matter of what we ask God for, you know, Jesus said, I mean, who's going to have their kid ask for a fish and give them a serpent. Right. You know? So, um, he, he, you delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Some people, when they're applying that verse, um, forget the first part. So when mm. you walk, when you walk with him, if you're, if you're walking down the road with your wife, she doesn't have to yell at you. You're mm-hmm. right there. You know, right. she can just turn aside and, and speak to you and you can hear her. But if you're not walking together, that's a challenge. Yes, sir. Thank you both. Yeah. I'm going to say one more thing to, to the, I love that verse that delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, four, and one thing that we've helped, it was in a coaching conversation that Les and I did with one of our uh, guys in our community that as we were talking about some things and helping him weigh his options moving forward, I, I heard myself say something that if as long as you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you can trust the desires of your heart. And it kind of hit me in that moment. I was like, that's really good. Like, 
I, I felt like that was from the Holy Spirit that because a lot of times in you know the the false humility rises up and we say, well, I can't trust if I want it, it must be wrong. You know, it must be mm-hmm. a bad thing if it's if it's something I want. Well, if you're walking with God and delighting yourself in the Lord, lean into those desires because I would contend God has put some of those desires in your heart and he wants to give them to you. What an amazing thought that he actually wants to give us the things that that we desire so long as we are walking with him and putting him at the center of our life. It, that kind of helps us stay in that healthy context of not just using God as this cosmic slot machine to put a new BMW in my driveway every time I ask him for it. Um so anyway, good stuff, man. These are great questions to wrestle with. I, I thought of something maybe we could, as we wrap up this interview, first of all, I have one last question before we wrap up the interview and go backstage. But when we do go backstage, here's kind of what I'm thinking, Chris, is mm-hmm. I want to maybe drill down deeper into a little part of your story, um, not just about how to start a podcast, but you said something that caught my attention when you said that you know, in less than a year's time, you've already outpaced the audience that you've had in this other podcast. And I want to know how you did that or what advice would you give to someone who does not have an audience right now? That's one of the scary parts of launching a a podcast or anything when you have no followers. Right. How do you get started in that? So if you don't mind backstage having that conversation with us, does that sound like something you could speak to? Absolutely. Cool. So then the last question for this part of the interview, if someone wanted to connect with you, see more about the lion within and the podcast you're doing there, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's, uh, the lion within dot us. So we call it the lion within dot us and, uh, go check us out. There it is a really simple way to join the lion's den. That's on the, the main page. It's free. Pop your email in. Anytime uh, I get somebody that joins the Lions Den, we had a couple of guys join this morning, actually, before the before this recording. I always take, and I'll, I'm going to record a, a, a personal message like on my phone. I'm going to send it to you, and then I'm going to actually open up a conversation for us to, to talk. And I've done this with so many guys. The, the group's really growing because I actually want to have a connection and have a conversation versus just have an email. Uh, you know, I want to be able to see how can I serve you. What do you find value in the line within us? What do we need to be thinking about to build in the future to serve you as well? So the line within dot us is the, the best way to connect and go from there. Love it, man. Good stuff. Well, Hey, it's been a pleasure connecting with you, Chris. Thanks for coming on the show and we will see you backstage in just a minute. Well, there you go. Good stuff from Chris Granger. And for those of you that are subscribers to the backstage pass, stick around because we're going to go backstage with Chris and you're going to hear him talk more about how you can build an audience, especially for those of you that maybe have a desire to launch a podcast of your own. Certainly you could apply that to you know a blog, a YouTube channel, whatever. But in his case, he's going to talk about how did he build this podcast? How did he get an audience? How do you gather an audience around a message? And uh, that can be a daunting thing when you're just getting started. So more good stuff coming in the backstage portion of our Uh, podcast for those of you that are subscribers there. So stick around. We'll be back there real soon. Les, before we sign off, one thing I'm going to ask you to speak about is a few months ago, you and I came out with our brand new success path. We call it a pastor's roadmap to financial freedom. Uh, We've already been getting some tremendous stories from people that are engaging with the content and really finding that helpful, the, the pathway that we've laid out and we've got a couple different options that people can engage that with. You want to share what those options are and where people can find that if they're interested? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the easiest thing to do would be to go to our, our main website, which is entrepastors.com, and it's going to give you details of everything we're going to describe. So some of you may, might have just found us, and you're thinking, what in the world are these guys talking about? And it'll give you the whole I mean, the whole platform, everything out there that's available, all the content and uh, a path to, to get there to this place of financial freedom. It really is a, a roadmap specifically for people with a ministry background, but not exclusively. We have people in our community that um, understand our message and agree with our message, but have had a different role, you know, in the marketplace. Yep. And then there are others that you've been listening for a while. You might have even gone in and looked under the hood or kicked the tires. And you know what? It's time to get serious, guys. It is time. It's Let's time. go. Take action. It's time to take action. So get in there. Find out the best option for you there. You, whether you can you can do it fast or you can do it slow and steady. That, that's up to you. Depending on how quickly you want to get there, there's do it for you. There's do it with you. And then there's a do it yourself. So check it out and you'll see what I mean. Yeah, very good. Good stuff. Well, Les, as always, my friend, it's a pleasure getting to hang out with you for a little bit in the studio as uh, we take a time out from our week to share content with our audience. So good stuff, man. Anything else you got for us before we sign off for the day? No, it's all it's all good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah, and, and real quick, for those of you that find value in this content, we would just invite you to share it with others in your world that will help us spread the word and get uh, this message out to more people. So we're growing this thing organically and uh, you can be a big part of that simply by sharing it with people that you know that you think would be blessed by the content. So thank you for all of you that have done that. Thank you to each and every one of you that are part of this listening community. We're grateful for you and uh, we're here to serve you. We believe the best is truly yet to come. So all the best, everyone. We'll talk soon. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.